Prince Harry versus Andrew Tate. These two characters are dominating media right now. And I can't make up my mind whether these characters are net benefits to society or whether they are leveraging um, fear and emotion and pain. And I've interviewed Andrew Tate and I know him well. I haven't yet interviewed Prince Harry. But right now, Harry has launched a brand new memoir book. And I wonder how many tens of millions he's going to make out of that memoir book. Hmm. So part of me thinks that to monetize the shaming of your family, that's not something ethically or morally I would do. So it's created a bit of a paradox in me because turning down tens or hundreds of millions to leverage the pain of your mother's death and the paparazzi that you think's against you to ultimately have a personal brand that you're monetizing. Well, you know, I can see the upside to that. Now, of course, Harry and Meghan don't think that what they're doing is shameful and embarrassing and, um, you know, basically trying to bring down an institution that generates billions of revenue for an empire. They don't see it like that. They clearly just see it as um, we're hurt and we feel we've been mistreated and we want to have our say. Um, But Prince William and King Charles, they weren't commenting on Harry and Meghan on tens of millions of pounds worth of Spotify deals, on tens of millions of pounds worth of Netflix deals, and on probably tens of millions of pounds worth of book deals. They weren't going on Oprah. They weren't going on James Corden and essentially shaming their family. And I wonder if Prince Harry has forgotten that the royal family is also his family. I wonder if he's forgotten that. So a lot of people are hating Prince Harry and Andrew Tate right now. A lot of people feel that shame on Prince Harry because he says he wants to go and hide in America to protect his family from what happened to his mum. And by the way, I can completely understand that. What happened to Diana, whether in full or part caused by the paparazzi, that's shame on the country I was born in. That continued to happen to Harry, and I think shame on that. That scene where he and William have to walk behind the hearse of their mother in front of the whole world, you would never wish that on anyone. And so I can completely understand how Harry would feel bitter and hurt. And I can understand why he'd just want to marry the love of his life, sort of not really be to have too much responsibility or connection with the royal family and want to move somewhere like America, maybe, or maybe somewhere quieter and just live a, a, a normal, humble, quiet life. I can understand why he would need the money for his security, which apparently is a 17 million a year. Someone told me he was in security. And, and I would understand why you would know, want to make a living. I'd get all that. But to go on Oprah, to go on James Corden, to do a probably tens of millions book deal, to do a tens of millions Netflix deal, to do a tens of millions Spotify deal, and basically continue to publicise the very thing you say you want to run away from. That, to me, creates a great moral paradox. On the one hand, I think you're lying, Harry. You're just lying. And um, you're not being honest. And you're making hundreds of millions out of the public shaming of a national institution. 
which if it were anyone else, let's be honest, would be cancelled. If someone was doing with the power that Harry has to the royal family what Harry is, if Andrew Tate was doing to the royal family what Harry is, he'd probably be, well, I was going to say he'd probably be assassinated by now. He'd be at least cancelled if not imprisoned. They'd find some law against that. But Harry just keeps doing it and getting away with it because he's part of the family. So that's fundamentally wrong with my, my morals and my ethics. I see that as wrong. He clearly doesn't. But the, the part where I'm torn is, is he a genius marketer? Is Prince Harry the greatest genius living marketer of building a personal brand that we've seen this century? And we're just not giving him enough credit. Like, he's lived his life. He's lived his pain. He's in the limelight. He's disconnected from it so he can monetize it. And he's making hundreds of millions out of this brand of Prince Harry. <laughs> Maybe we've got to go, you're, a le- you're, the bit, you're the smartest marketer in the world, Prince Harry. Like, he, are Andrew Tate and Prince Harry the most genius personal brand marketers of our time? Are we not giving them enough credit? Now, maybe you wouldn't speak on misogyny or, well, Andrew Tate doesn't speak on misogyny, but he's accused of misogyny. Maybe you wouldn't go as extreme as Andrew Tate, this side, as extreme as Prince Harry, that side. Because your morals and ethics and your content, what you want to speak about from your heart, that, that's up to you. And I'm not really sure if we can judge each other's ethical, ethical and moral boundaries, or at least we judge them based on our own. So would I throw my family under the bus repeatedly for hundreds of millions? I don't think so. But put a hundred million in a briefcase on the table. Oh, shit, me. I've got a a big question to answer here. So I'm going to try not judge that. Because like I said, I have total sympathy for what Harry has been through. But what... What I don't think is right is making out that you are the victim and making out that you just want to go and hide and protect your family. And then basically, oh, and by the way, apparently there were so much mental health issues caused to Meghan and Harry because of all of this public um, discourse, shall we say. Yet they're even more publicising it. It's like 10 times more as public and as famous it was as it was when it was happening because of Harry and Meghan and Netflix and Spotify and the book deals and the paid events they do that they charge millions for. And yet I'm thinking this is genius personal brand marketing. Like, look at what um, Logan Paul and KSI did. They built online beef. Was it real? Was it made up? Don't know. Does it matter? You judge. And then they launched a business together called Prime. And now they're attacking Red Bull and probably going to make tens or hundreds of millions out of that. So this is the Prince Andrew versus Andrew Tate question. Are these people the worst adverts for society as we see it now going to extremes to get their voice heard? Or are these people the most genius marketers of their personal brand that we have ever seen? Now, if you ask Prince Harry, what are you doing, mate? You're ruining the royal family. You're making it public. You're contradicting yourself. You're not helping yourself. Most people hate you. He wouldn't say that. He would say he's helping millions of people who are in a similar situation or who maybe have had mental health challenges. If you spoke to Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate's not going to say, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I'm not um, a misogynist and I'm not an extremist and I'm not inciting hate. I'm helping millions of young men. So from their own moral and ethical standpoint, the content that these, that Prince Harry and Andrew Tate are putting out there 
probably is in volition and alignment with their morals and values and beliefs. <laughs> and we're judging their morals and values and beliefs. So what do you think? Do you think that, shame on Prince Harry, because by the way, everyone knows that the royal family don't never complain, never explain. So everyone knows that the royal family will never comment. So essentially, um, Prince Harry has got as many free shots at the royal family as he wants because he knows they're never going to complain or explain. Which isn't really fair, actually. I think the royal family should have their say, but they're too respectful and proud of the institution and understanding of their brand to go and knock Harry down in return. I think Prince William and King Charles have been very elegant and respectful in their comment and non-comment of this mission that Harry is on to break the royal family. <laughs> Someone said to me, in one to two generations, the royal family will be gone as we know it. I mean, Prince Harry might single-handedly be to do with that. So Prince Harry's got all these free pot shots. And um, he's making... I know for a fact when you add in his Spotify deal and his Netflix deal, it's more than 100 million. When you add the book deals and the paint event, I bet you they've already raked in 200 million or more out of this shaming of the royal family. Andrew Tate. What, if he has 200,000 odd members, some people have said 175,000, some people have said 235,000. Let's go in the middle. Let's say Andrew Tate has 200,000 Hustlers University members at 50 pounds or $50 a month, 10 million. Let's say um, he's got two and a half thousand people on his four and a half thousand dollar war room. You know, he's making tens of millions a month. And in his perception and probably some proof, he's helping a lot of young males gain masculinity and... Um, belief and drive and mission and purpose. <laughs> this is a really interesting, fascinating discussion. So I would love to know what you think. So if you're watching, why don't you share in the comments what you think about the Prince Harry versus Andrew Tate. Are they um, shaming society as it is right now in this most weird and extreme place of the polarisation between the extreme left and the extreme right and the voyeurism of controversy? Are they the caricatures of this? Or are they absolute genius personal brand marketers that aren't getting enough credit for it? And as someone who's got a personal brand and builds a personal brand and has Rob.team that has 10,000 members and has one and a half million social media followers um, and as someone who is fascinated about the personal brand and see it as a great business model, this is a really fascinating discussion and debate that I want to have with you. So if you're listening on the podcast, you need to go and watch the YouTube video or jump on one of my lives on Facebook and you need to comment and you need to let me know what you think. Um, and if you're watching YouTube, then let me know in the comments what you think about this. I'm probably going to do more commentary on this as it unfolds because I think it's an amazing case study and really fascinating in where we are at in the world. Now, I've been banging on to you, if you follow me anywhere, for years about building your personal brand. I haven't said, out your family for 200 million. <laughs> and I haven't said, be a misogynist for 200 million. Not saying that Andrew Tate is that, but many people do say that. Um, but what I can say is this. If you can turn your belief, your mission, your ethics, your morals and your values into content, and it's strong enough, i.e. it's... It, it's authentic, you're going to make a lot of money building a personal brand because it's clear from what's happening with Prince Harry, everyone wants to talk about it. Andrew Tate, everyone wants to talk about it. It's voyeurism. Like watching the whole Prince Harry thing unfold and the whole Andrew Tate thing unfold is like watching someone be sick. Like you don't want to watch. So, oh, they're going to be sick. I don't want to watch. I'm going to watch. I don't want to watch. Oh, they're going to be sick. Oh, and you have to watch. It's sadistic voyeurism. 
and it's reflective and indicative of where we're at in our society. And I think it's fascinating. I think we're going to look back in 20 or 30 years and we're like, holy shit, 2023, what the fuck? Andrew Tate, Prince Harry, what the fuck? But as someone who wants to build a personal brand, I think part of what they're doing is absolute genius, or at least it is potential genius. And I've said to you, you need to build a personal brand. So you need to turn your ethics, your morals, your values, your opinions, your beliefs, your experience, your knowledge and your information. You need to turn those into income. You need to turn your content into cash flow. You need to turn what you already know into cash flow because Harry and Andrew Tate are doing it for hundreds of millions. And you leverage social media to do that. You leverage mainstream media to do that. So books, podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, all the channels. You leverage those because they are your route to market. They are your distribution. They are your supply chain. So my questions to you are this. Number one. Are you on social media? Number two, are you putting enough content out there? Number three, are you on multiple channels? And number four, have you, do you know all the monetization tools? Have you turned them on? And are you monetizing your personal brand? Because if you're not, I recommend you join Rob.team where we can help you. So for less than 20 pence a day, you can cancel any time with no ongoing contract. You can get monthly access to Rob.team to help you start and scale your side hustle. Monetize your personal brand. 21 ways to monetize social media and content. To turn your opinion into income, your content into cash flow, your information into income, and what you already know into cash flow. In addition to that, you've got content on making, managing, and multiplying money, becoming an entrepreneur, investing in assets, and producing recurring income. So go join right now at Rob.team. And once you've joined at Rob.team, let me know what you think in the comments about Prince Harry and his public shaming of the royal family and his hundreds of millions in revenue from Netflix, Spotify, paid events and books. And Andrew Tate, whose extreme content, as perceived by many, has made him hundreds of millions and the moral paradox and quandary that it creates. Let me know what you think in the comments. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.